Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Black Arcade Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're back for the second episode in the first season of Bleach. Uh, Shin Shinigami's work, written by Natsuko Takahashi, and directed and storyboard by Junya Koshiba. I think I did pretty well because I looked those pronunciations up. I'm working on myself to do better. This episode was pretty good. I liked getting more of the the backstory of the characters. There's a developing relationship, mentorship, whatever you want to call it, between our titular character, Ishago. I think I'm saying his name right. And Rukia, who I still very much enjoy. And we got some additional background and knowledge on exactly what these hollows are and where they come from and I thought they did a a great job of taking us through that journey having introduced us to a character we're already familiar with or a little fond of having met her as a student in the beginning of the episode so I gave this one a 9.5 out of 10. Before we jump into the review, wherever you listen to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. If you want to send feedback, buckercouch at gmail.com. Ashiago is awoken once again by violence enacted by his father. Wake up, motherfucker! Wake your ass up! These two have the most unhealthy bond. He's like, there's nothing more to teach you, my son. (laughs) His father concludes, unaware of the events from last night, since it seems to have been considered nothing more than a truck damaging part of their home, an event everyone simply slept through. There's no injury to the sisters. The father, I don't even think he was around when shit went down. But everything has went back to normal. Asiago wonders if this is the work of the Soul Reaper and if she went back to the Soul Society. Oriyami adds entirely too much to her ramen. White Americans really out here on Twitter and Instagram posting spiced up elegant versions of the poor man's meal as if this is somehow a new thing particularly during the pandemic when everyone was poor didn't have enough money so instead of saying hey i'm eating poor man's food i'm just turning this this uh relatively cheap commodity into something elevated because you know i still have to I still have to carry on the facade of bougie. And I could be bougie about certain things. That's not what we're judging here. We're judging the 
the uh, insecurity or, yeah, insincerity of it all. Like, we've been reinventing this shit for decades, okay? Black people and college students. (laughs) And if you go to Japan, pretty sure that's just dinner. Tatsuki and Oriyami are walking down the hall during school, high school, a place we rarely see, but I have a feeling we're going to get more of a integration here as we met several characters, at least one or two that I saw on the roster of main characters. Tatsuki agrees that, uh, that, you know, that's disgusting. I'm not going to partake in whatever the fuck that is that you just made for lunch. Before he curses his friend out, his friend being Eshiago, because he knocked over Inu and didn't offer a hand up, just a, oh, it's you. <laughs> when he does recall his manners, Inu loses all damn common sense having been struck with infatuation overload. She ran off so damn fast. It's like, what the hell is wrong with her? And I said the same thing. <laughs> like, girl, pull it together, okay? Pull it together. I've been there, but I've never acted like that. I do like how the animation is exaggerated. I mean, it is gorgeous. The way they show, um, like Rakia thinking, and then you see like a drawing of her upside down comes to mind, but everything about the animation is a 10 out of 10. His friend then interrogates his friends, interrogate and offer to help him regarding the truck in his living room with Chad being the kind of size that can pick you up for 69 but your mouth but he's so tall your mouth won't reach his dick that's only if he requires you to partake in your part of that that uh upside down six in action (laughs) why is that a thought that came into my mind because that's the kind of mind that i have He is beyond surprised to see his frenemy, Rukia, now enrolled in school as a transfer student and sitting next to her favorite person. Before he can embarrass them both by admitting that he knows her, she flipped over that palm. (laughs) Make a scene and you're dead. Outside, he wonders why she hasn't returned to the Soul Society since he took most of her powers last night that is no longer an option, which he's surprised to hear. And so am I, part of the audience, like, oh, you're stuck there. She doesn't seem to be too angry about it. She's like, look, I got this gee guy, which is a a fleshy body that she can temporarily inhabit when she's in a weakened state until her powers return, which that can happen i suppose how do you get your powers to return i would think you would need him to transfer them back or maybe once a soul reaper always a soul reaper but coincidentally 
her being in the gig guy is why his friends can see her now. So he now is going to be performing the duties of a soul reaper, which is something he can't refuse. I refuse. His face was already predicting the words coming out of his mouth. He doesn't want to fight the scary monsters despite doing just fine because fighting to protect one's family is not the same as fighting or dying to protect some strangers. Rakia isn't one to take no for an answer. Like at all. Now we can do this the easy way or we can do it the hard way. The choice is yours. Have I mentioned I already love her? Yeah, I think I already already expressed those feelings. She knocked that man's soul from his body. Both of them are now in the in-between is what I'm going to call it. Until they give me an actual name for that. To investigate an Amber Alert. As a demon is after a kid. Just then there is an explosion. And the kid comes running pleading for help. And Shiago, to his credit, did not hesitate. Wake your ass up because it's time to go beast mode. Rukia or Rukia, whichever you prefer or I prefer, because that's probably going to, that name's going to become interchangeable. Especially since I found out that there's 51 episodes in in the season. I'm like, damn, I'll be watching this show for the next two years. Don't mind. Just, <laughs> damn. But she reminds him like, oh no, wait, this kid is a stranger. You can't help them because you know, you don't fight for strangers. This is not the kind that you you want to offer your assistance. When he demurs, he can't stand by when shit goes down. She points out he is to treat all people equally, all souls equally. He can't only help when it's a matter of selection or see no hero, see no evil, hear no evil, or see evil, attack evil. He must commit fully or not at all. He easily defeats the Undertaker face looking spider monster, not once, but twice before pointing out he isn't saving the kid due to commitment but because he wanted to. You very much sound like a teenager more so than ever. I mean, he's so tall. The height difference is, 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 mm. you know, I love me some height difference, but I'm not shipping them. Not currently. Cause she feels like she's 10 times smarter than he'll ever be at his peak. <laughs> she's lived some lives. Okay. And he's very much just a boy. He's also mulling over the fact that she saved his life last night, but willing to sacrifice her own and wondering if that's just duty has him questioning his life choices. And he declares that he's going to be different. And I was like, sure, Jan. After assuring the monster is destroyed, he helps the kid pass over. With Rukia being kind, saying that was a fine console. He was looking so badass with that sword and the way he took down the monster. And then he walked away like that. What was that walk? 
going here. I'm going home. I thought it was pretty dope seeing the perspective of what happens if you don't get saved or pass over and you actually get caught by these monsters slash demons slash hollows. It's the correct terminology for them. As it sets the stakes for what is at risk for that poor little kid. And we see that reflected in a stranger who seems to be around Inu. The chain in the chest is unique. Is that meant to represent that these souls are untethered? I thought he was watching his girlfriend, but then I had to do a double take. And I was like, oh no, that's Inu. I wasn't mad at her when she closed them damn curtains. There is nothing worse than feeling like somebody's creeping and you can't see. And I just, I just watched this, um, this true crime podcast about someone looking at people's windows and, uh, they ended up being a murderer and a, uh, a sexual assaulter. And it started with just, that's why I get really upset when my daughter just goes past the window and, you know, she's all naked and shit. I'm like, you don't know who the fuck is watching. Cause perverts always on it and they wait for you to slip and feel safe. So no, please close the fucking curtains. But we later learn he wasn't doing any creepy kind of, you know, sexual perversion. <laughs> Stalking. There's a reason. But before we learn what that reason is, two demons take him to a place in which he is devoured and morphed into another hollow. Meanwhile, Eshiago is being stalked by Rokia, who won't go away until he agrees to be a soul reaper. They notice something odd when a van speeds away and their classmate Oriami is lying on the pavement, seemingly perfectly fine ready to cook something incomprehensible with her groceries until Rukia notices the bruise on her leg, which looks like it was made by something not quite human because hands are not quite that big. While Eshiago hopes she takes care of herself after she declines his company home. Rukia knows something's up. I'm watching you, motherfucker. She is choosing to keep him in the dark. Our protagonist doesn't know Inu well. She's a friend of a neighbor whose brother died at their hospital three years ago from a car accident, leaving his sister all alone. While he could always see spirits, only recently he has been able to interact with them, which confirms Rukia's suspicions about that. However, she shares none of her musings with him. Though says, see you later. Where are you going? Are you interested? No. Mind your damn business, bitch! Inu gets a visit from Tatsuki, who brings her some real food because clearly he know that she don't know how to take care of herself. Back at the... What is his last name? You know what? I don't know if I know Ishiago's last name. Back at his home, his sister comes in. I forgot which one it was. Have you seen my pajamas? No. And I'm thinking, why would he? He's your brother. Unless he's sniffing 
those items of clothing he should not know at a moment's notice (laughs) where the hell they are at and if you didn't leave them anywhere but in your room i don't think it's natural that you would ask him that (laughs) just me um she's also missing her dress a dress that he should have noticed earlier was on (laughs) someone else this is important since Rakia stole them. Home, it turns out, is his closet. Bitch, move! She move! I laughed so hard when she jumped out the closet in the pajamas. <laughs> she was comfortable as shit. <laughs> How'd she even get a bed in there? He is confused when he hears the alert. She gets on her phone before she comes out of the closet. And he's like, the fuck? <laughs> before he could even register that because she plays hardball he's pushed back into the other with very little warning when she puts on that glove and now fighting a much harder foe that shows up in his bedroom and causes he causes more damage to the property y'all home insurance gonna go right gonna go way up it uh, turns out this foe, though, when he is able to finally strike him, is Eno's brother, who, after being exposed, goes back to his realm to rehollow himself. He is recognized by Ishiago, who's very taken aback to learn someone he was recently talking about just happens to be in his bedroom as a hollow while rukia is surprised rukia is surprised at the emotional hollow connection she focuses on tactics and that to exterminate a hollow you need to go for the head and you need to hit from behind it's the best way to minimize your injuries because you was fucking up all through that fight i mean small opponents you do wonderful big opponents and family's not involved <laughs> and you're not so great because she wanted to chase but he was not in a chasing mood he was shooketh best way uh to also not identify who exactly you are destroying because some souls they linger alone in this world refusing to move on due to regrets or grudges and end up becoming hollows or being devoured by hollows, which is exactly what we saw happen to Inu's brother at the at the top of the at really at the top of the hour, but you get you you get what I'm saying. While eating dinner back at Inu's house, Tatsuki isn't pleased to hear that his friend is already 20 steps ahead on making the new exchange student his girlfriend (laughs) when suddenly it's like he didn't even offer to to take you home well actually he did stop trying to shame him but then she absolutely checks out mumbling nonsense all i heard was the word gun and i was like what what about a gun then a loud sound is heard oh what's the kidding before the audience sees that her brother is back and why he's back we don't know he did attack Eshiago first is 
he still able to process any of his human emotions once he becomes a hollow he seems to still be in close proximity to his sister maybe he showed up at Ishiago's first like uh Ishiago I need you to lay the fuck off and if they can't retain any of their emotions why then is the brother back at his sister's house that's all really great questions that I feel like we're going to find out next episode because Rakia said we still got to go after and kill that bitch. And I think this is going to be his first testament of coming to terms with becoming a soul reaper because now this is affecting people he knows. And I have a feeling that's going to continue to be a trend because death is all around us. And it makes sense that the motivation, since he keeps saying strangers, He's not going to help. But what about the people that's around you? And then once you do start that, how can you then not care about others? Yeah, he's so he's totally going to be a soul reaper. And I can't wait because he's not instantly jumping to it, but he's organically really good at the job. (laughs) If you once again want to send feedback, like a couch at gmail.com. My social media will be below. Like, share, and subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.